get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, good to have you with us on 101 ESPN. The Blues and the Sharks tonight, 6 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN, 7 o'clock faceoff, and you can also see the game on Valley Sports Midwest with John Kelly and Darren Pang. J.K. joins us now as he does every Thursday here on the opening drive. John Kelly, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Randy. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, let's start with this. Josh Levo is back, and Nikita Alexandrov will join the Blues tonight. What do you expect from what you know, and we've seen a little bit more of Levo, obviously, than Alexandrov, but what do you expect that the Blues can get out of those two? Well, obviously, you have to do something, Randy, if you're in an eight-game losing streak, and, um, you know, it's beyond frustration, clearly, so they they send Jake Neighbors down, and, you know, Logan Brown is on IR again. He's, boy, he's had a tough run with injuries, but... You know, I liked Lebo in camp. I thought he was really good and, you know, had some good moments in the few games he played this year with the Blues. Had three goals in two games in Springfield. So he's a veteran guy that um, was the MVP in the Calder Cup playoffs last year. So um, uh, quite quite honestly, I, I was a little surprised he got sent down. Um, but he's back. And Alexandrov was one of the last cuts in camp, Randy. Um, a 22-year-old German, a second-round pick in 19, had eight points in four games in Springfield, and he's a skilled guy with good speed and obviously has never been in the NHL. So it's his first uh, kick at the can, so to speak. So hopefully, you know, little subtle lineup changes can spark the Blues. Obviously, they need that. Hey, John, you, you mentioned beyond frustrated, and, and that seems to be, you know, not just the players, not just the fans, the management. What is it going to take to, to figure this thing out and, and right this ship and get it going in the correct direction? Well, Kira, I think it's really simple. You know, you, you have to play together. Um, you have to stick together in times um, like this. And, you know, nobody likes to lose. You know, obviously the fans don't like it, the players. So you, you've got to stick together. Um, you know, as an athlete, that's number one. And as Berube said after the game in Philly the other night, a 5-1 loss, we've just got to play better. I mean, you know, they're they're giving up goals in bunches. They're very fragile right now. You know, I thought the first period against Philly was pretty good the other night. It's scoreless. And then they give up three goals in the second period. And that's happened a lot during this eight-game losing streak where they give up goals in bunches. So it seems when something goes wrong, it snowballs. So, you know, you're going to have adversity in games, obviously. So um, I, I think those are the two things is to stick together and, you know, play better and not play. You know, the other night in Boston is another example to me is it's a 1-1 game in the third period against a really good team. And to me, the Blues played not to lose instead of trying to play to win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, they were sort of defensive in their mindset. So, you know, I, I assume it's probably really hard when you've lost eight in a row to have confidence. But I think now, um, you know, I really think that they have to try to change that attitude in tight games and try to play to win instead of, uh, not to lose. Hey, hey, John, I asked Robert Thomas this yesterday. Do you feel as though they're pressing? I, I think uh, at times they are they are trying to do more than, than they are supposed to do. I think about the play where Pareko was trying to get it out of the zone and, and try to lead on a fast break with uh, less than 10 seconds left, turn it over, and then you end up getting the goal by the Flyers uh, with t three seconds left to end the period. Do you think that they're maybe pressing just a little bit more because they are in this losing, in this losing streak? 
Yeah, no question. I mean, guys are are over passing, they're over handling, things like that. And you know, you, you try to do it individually when really the best way to, is to stay together as a team and play better as a team. So, yeah, that was a killer goal. You know, it's two nothing, and you give up a goal with three seconds left, and now you're really behind the eight ball in the third period. And obviously, you know, another example is the Blues scored a goal in the third period. It's 3-1, and then on the next shift, they give up another goal. So there are a lot of reasons why they're losing. Um, You know, that's one of them, trying to do too much. You know, special teams cost them in Boston when they were 0-3 in the first period on the power play, and Boston was 2-2 for on the night. So it it just seems like right now it's sort of like, Randy, you know as a golfer, it's like your golf game. You know, you drive the ball well, and then your putting is terrible. And the next day you come out, you putt well and your chipping is terrible. So that's sort of right now to me, and I'm not a very good golfer. I'm only very average. It's sort of like the, a golf game right now. You're, you're trying to fix leaks, and then you fix one, and then you, you spring a leak somewhere else. That's the way it seems to be going right now. John, I'm going to ask an easy question to ask, but I know it's a tough question to answer. But last year, the Blues were third in the NHL at 3.77 goals per game. Now they're averaging 2.09. They're averaging 1.7 goals a game less than they did last year. What's the biggest difference? Why has this happened? Well, I think, number one, Randy, um, a lot of players did have career years last year. I think we have to keep that in mind. Um, you know, Barbashev and, and Buchnevich and a few others. Um, but I don't have an answer to that. I really don't. I mean, obviously, the, the, the big one that's gone is David Perron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, David Perron didn't score 150 goals last year. He was one guy. They had 920 goal scores. So, uh, you know, the chemistry was a little off with, it, with O'Reilly, I think, this year with um, different right wingers, and they're still searching to try to find – Um, the right line combinations and and Ryan himself has struggled. He's admitted that. So, you know, I don't know. It's really puzzling. Like, you know, a guy like Buchnevich has not scored since opening night and, and Barbashev has one goal. So, and and they're not alone. So I really don't know. That's, that's, that's the million dollar question is that, um, you know, we know that they're not defending well enough at times, but for this team to have scored, Randy, the numbers are now they've scored 14 goals five-on-five this year in 11 games. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell anyone that it, that is just, you know, a really low total. It's, it's, it's not near good enough, um, but I don't, I don't have an answer for that. That why basically the entire team has gone cold in the offensive end. It's really puzzling. Hey, John, there have been talks that if, if things don't get corrected, uh, that Tarasenko and O'Reilly uh, may be trade pieces. Is how Do you feel, do you feel like that is a possibility? And, and when uh, do you feel like that, that could be a possibility? And, and could it be too long? Could you wait too long for that to actually happen? Well, Kerry, you know, Doug Armstrong, when he met the media last week after addressing the team, you know, he did say that, you know, one of the things on, on the table down the road would be to – to, to make some moves. And, you know, obviously those two guys are UFAs at the end of the year and they would be very attractive. So I, I do think it's really hard to trade players at this time of year because of the salary cap. Um, if you wait later in the year um, up until the March 6th trade deadline, whenever that is around March 6th, it's a lot easier. So I, I really hope that we're a long ways from that and I hope this team turns it around and it doesn't come to that. Um, but obviously, because they're, they're UFAs, along with Barbashev, um, they, they would be the more 
likely players to be moved, obviously, than some other players with long-term contracts. John, before we let you go, we haven't had the chance to speak since uh, the weekend when your former partner with the Colorado Avalanche, Peter McNabb, passed away at the age of 70. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity because I know that you had a great deal of affection for Peter McNabb. Well, yeah, Randy, I worked with him for nine years. And number one, he was a great person. He he had time for everybody. He loved the game of hockey. And, um, you know, the thing I remember most about Peter is is two things. that He, he loved family. You'd get to the rink in the morning, and he would ask me about my wife and my kids. And he, he loved to live vicariously through me because I had young kids at the time. And, you know, I'd talk to him about his family. And, and then right away it would be into hockey. And he was a hockey lifer like, like his father, the former GM, Max McNabb. So, you know, I think those are the two biggest things is he, he loved family and hockey was 24-7 on his mind. And he, he battled cancer hard. You know, I saw him last spring, Randy, in Denver during that playoff series, and his cancer was in remission. So for it to turn south this quickly was, was a shocking development. And when I found out last week that he was uh, very ill, it was, it was just terrible news. So a great friend, a great broadcaster, and a great person, um, you know, gone way too early. Absolutely. J.K., it's always great to have you with us. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll be tuned in tonight on Bally Sports Midwest. Okay, guys. Thank you. See you. That's John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues, joining us in the Blues booth as he does every Thursday morning in the opening drive. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.